Good afternoon, everyone. Once again, welcome to another live broadcast. This is the Potter's Gate online broadcast. My name is Isaiah Phillips Akintola. You're welcome this afternoon. I want to specially welcome everyone. Well, this afternoon, by the grace of God, we are going to continue to look into some of the key value system and principles the Spirit of God has been extracting you know, for us in His Word for the past uh, uh, a week now. We've been dealing with the concept of Nehemiah. We've been looking at some very important principles that will allow us to engage in the heart of God for this brand new day. Thank you so much, Sister Diony, this afternoon for connecting. Nice to have you. Uh, we are going to continue to look into some of the principles the Spirit of God has been unpacking and revealing to us. Please just give me a second. Yeah, we're going to continue to look into some of this uh, um, principle. I believe this principle have uh, been allowing us to understand the heart of God and the mind of God for the nature of the days that we live in and how to track with, amen, the, the, you know, the spirit of truth in con the concept of rebuilding. Thank you so much, Brother Derek, for connecting this afternoon. Well, it's a very hot afternoon, but anyhow, we have to continue to track the heart of God and see what the spirit of God, amen, has in stock for us. If there is an attitude we need to develop in this season, amen, is that, you know, a uh, uh, desire and that quest that, that, that never says die, that never, amen, gets satisfied. We just have to keep pressing and keep uh, uh, seeking and keep knocking. All right. We want to see that that which the Father has in stock for us for this season becomes a reality. And indeed, the Spirit of God has began to unveil to us some of the important keys that we need, amen, in order to unveil in order to reveal in order to step into the con you know into that confluence of divine representation and i'm so excited in my spirit that we are alive and well to witness some of the things the spirit of god amen has begun to unpack this morning i was speaking along that line that we are in a time where in a day where we are seeing the unveiling amen of prophetic activity in our time and we can live in the midst of a powerful move of god and not even acknowledge it and not even be aware of it so we don't want to live in that day where God is moving in our time and we're just loafing around, sleeping around and just, you know, strolling around, not, not seeing the fingerprint, not seeing the handwriting of God. We don't want to live in that day. We want to live in the conscious reality of that which the Spirit of God, amen, is doing in our time. And I thank God that as we continue to look into the Word of God, the Holy Spirit will continue to reveal, amen, the heart of God to us. Amen. So once again, welcome everybody this afternoon. I'm just going to give uh, one or two people uh, uh, else to join us this afternoon before we, you know, go into what we have for this afternoon. Hopefully, I'll be able to touch another gate or right? maybe we look into one more gate. Uh, I'm really taking my time all right, to reveal and, 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 and unveil amen, the nature and the character of this gate. Because once we understand the importance of this gate and we are able to track the voice of God, the mind of God in the concept of the restoring of these gates and the walls, then we're good to go because these gates themselves, amen, they're, they're a reflection of a quality of our spiritual, you know, posture before the Father, all right? 
I said two days ago, I said, the things of the Spirit are, are systemic. They are established, amen, in accordance to God's divine structure and order, all right? Uh, when we say spiritual things, most time we think, okay, because it's spiritual, there are no structure to it. There are no, there are no order to it. There are no protocols to it. So we can just, you know, do whatever we want to do or just, you know, move as we want to move. But unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. That's where I seen from the reformation, amen, of Nehemiah. That this reformation is one that is established in accordance to divine pattern. Alright? So before I go into the word, like I said, let's see how many people are going to really connect with us. And just want to give people the opportunity. I see somebody else connecting. Alright? So we are just going to, you know, begin to believe the Lord to once again help us this afternoon. All right. Remember, friends, that what we're bringing this after, afternoon to, to, to the Lord, amen, is a willing heart, is a, is a, is a heart that is open. We, we want to learn from him. We, you know, I said some time ago, I said, you know, the attitude to which we approach spiritual things matters in receiving the things of God. Attitude plays a key role, amen, because uh, um, if, of course, if attitude doesn't play Kiro, we won't find a situation where you have somebody like, you know, Esau, amen, selling his bat right. Uh, you know, if, if, we, if we learn to understand the ways of God, the things of the Spirit, all right, sometimes the, the things of the Spirit are, are reflective, are, ref, you know, are, are manifest in, in, natural, in natural life or in the, in the way we see things in the natural. And if we want to connect or relate with those spiritual things from the way we deal with natural things, we're going to miss God. All right. I'm not contradicting myself and say sometimes the Lord will be showing us spiritual things that are panning out in a natural form. But if we don't understand that what we are seeing or what the Spirit of God is revealing or even teaching or showing, there are a lot of people that I believe today who went to church who heard a very powerful, insightful, you know, relevant truth, but really never caught the Spirit because uh, all right, they've heard it before or the way they are responding to that thing. Now, let's learn an attitude from Mary. Mary, when, the, when Gabriel came to Mary, Mary said, Be done unto me according to thy words. That's a powerful spiritual attitude we need to learn because spiritual things, all right, sometimes will not will not come in a manner in a way that we are expecting. Our expectation, amen, must fall in line with God's demand for the season, or else we're going to be expecting, you know, God to move in certain way or God to speak in a certain way or to show up in a certain manner, and He might decide not to. So if we're not, if we're not present if we're not present and if we're not engaging if we're not following if we're not tracking amen the heart of god we said some time ago the move of god is 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 a, is a move of the heart all right before the move of god becomes manifest before the move of god becomes evident amen the move of god must be birthed within the heart of people there are certain people right now that are carriers amen of the next thing god is going to do what we are seeing unfolding, amen, in this season in time is because, amen, we have carried, we have, for, for, for a certain season, we have carried those things. We have been praying for those things. We have been seeking the heart of God. We've been praying and birthing those things, amen. And now God is giving us, amen, a platform and a voice in the earth. Now God is giving us the capacity and the resource, the skill, the grace, like Nehemiah, amen, to engage, hallelujah, Jerusalem in the place of construction. So nothing is going to happen, amen, without a heart of preparation preparation is always important amen to divine engagement thank you so much family for connecting this afternoon i hope you had a wonderful day all right it's sunny but we are going to continue to look up amen to the son of god himself amen this afternoon i believe the lord to grant us grace to grant us wisdom to grant us 
you know, burden to grant us understanding. And hopefully we're going to take, you know, a few time also to pray and just allow the spirit of God to take us deeper. I know some of the things that I'll be saying again this afternoon may sound, you know, repetitive, but I like that. I like repetition because the more we hear, the more, amen, we catch even that which, amen, we might not have caught, amen, two days ago or three days ago when we heard the same thing, all right? The things of God, when you listen, when you go back to them over and over again, you discover newness, you discover freshness, okay? Like I've been saying, I'm going to say it again. It's an issue of attitude, 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 amen. Transformation begins with an attitude. Reformation begins with an attitude, amen. If the heart aligns, amen, the thought, amen, will be reformed. Once the thought is reformed, we can be rest assured, amen, that the heart will change. And if the heart changes, ah, it's a matter of time before we begin to see change take place within our space, all right? Don't expect things to happen around you if those things have not touched your heart. That is the key that we are looking into, amen. I don't want us to forget this key. This is the first key we find, amen, in Nehemiah. The first thing we saw in Nehemiah is that when he heard the state and the condition, the deplorable state and the condition, amen, of the people in the land, he was moved. That move, that, that move of God, that thing that moved him, that propelled him, that pushed him in the place where he began to pray. Many of us can see that the, there's power in the place of prayer. That when we start to pray in accordance to the will, will of God, in accordance to the desires of God, in accordance to the intentions, intentions of God, that the Spirit of God always responds. And it's the response that we are now looking into. All those gates that have been restored and the walls re restored are all concept, amen, of the condition of the heart of a man. I like that. I like that. All right. God never moved without finding a man. God never moved without finding a man. I remember the statement I've been I've been making. Amen. We never touch men until we have touched God. We never get to touch society until we have touched God. The greatest or the most powerful, the most well experienced, well known, amen. Whatever we want to call them, apostles and prophets, amen. Today are people who are tracking the heart of God. If you're not tracking the heart of God, no matter how important, no matter how influential no matter how anointed you are it's only a matter of time come on we've tracked that in in something it's only a matter of time before amen that anointing whatever it is evaporates before you realize amen that you are you are touchable amen the only place we can keep and maintain our walk with god is when we continue to walk with god all right so so we're not just seeking for some anointing and you know to go do something no we want to become the anointing hallelujah we want to become that which the spirit of god amen is engaging in terms of you know the transformation and the reformation of our city of our nation amen nations are made of people and if people fall nation falls if people are restored nation gets to be restored it, it, the, the issue is not just the economy the issue is not just about amen leadership who have missed you know missed the goal missed the miss their place miss their purpose no the issue is when god can touch a heart god said i have found a man whose heart the move of god is a move of the heart friends the move of god if you want god to change to you know to change things around you if you want god to you know to transform people around you amen could be your family could be your community if you want to see a change around you you become that agent of change you present yourself first to god amen that is something that you see we can begin to talk, like i said remember i divided this teaching into two things into two departments i said we're going to deal with the heart amen of nehemiah and then we're going to deal with what the acts of nehemiah most time when i read scripture when i read you know uh, uh you know materials uh, along this in fact i've 
today today i've even searched on online just see what people are saying about this you know reformation this this concept of a man called nehemiah all I see is about God using a man, all right, to restore the gates, to you know, to you know, to repair walls, and you know, and all of all of that. But I, 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 I'm yet to see somebody talk about the heart of Nehemiah. I'm yet to see people really, you know, dig deep into the construct of the heart of the life of this man. And to me, I think that is what we are missing. Because it's, 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 it's so easy for us to talk about, amen, God using us. You see, God can use anything. <laughs> God can use a donkey, amen. God can use a chicken. God can use a mountain. God can use water. God can use anything. That's not what we are interested in. We want to be used of God. But we are saying, amen, that the heart we present, the condition of life, the motive, amen, our agenda, the faculty that defines, amen, how God uses us. The scripture says, in the great house, in the great house, there are all kinds of vessels. All right, some unto honor, some unto dishonor. All of them are vessels. But guess what? The Bible says, if a man will purge himself, you see, it's all about self. When we take self and crucify self, when there is no ambition, there is no agenda, there is no, you know, uh, uh, what can I gain from it? You know, what's going to be? They, they say, Jesus, we've been following you. They say, what is our gain? They said that's one of the disciples. They say what? They say what is our game? We've been following you all this while. In other words, we're in this thing for profit. That's not kingdom. In kingdom, you give everything. In kingdom, you surrender all things. In kingdom, amen. You seek his righteousness first, and then at at their own, you know, uh, 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 desire at their own way, amen. Of 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 responding, the Bible says all these other things shall be added to you. But we don't seek the kingdom because of other things that need to be added to us. Amen? Because we understand that God is our Father. That means that He takes care of us. Amen? He, know, he knows the things we need. I mean, God knows the things that I need for my walk to advance. He knows, he knows the things that we need to, to be able to, you know, uh, uh, you know project His design and his, uh, and, his, and, and his influence in society. But guess what? We're not seeking Him for those things. We're seeking Him because He's searching for a heart. He's searching, amen, for a place to dwell. He's searching. The Bible says the Son of Man has no place to lay His head. The government of God wants to rest First, amen, in the people before his administration become manifest through a people. The government of God first wants to dwell in the people. The government of God, amen, is the presence of the Holy Spirit living and dwelling in us without any form of, you know, uh, uh, issue, without, you know, any challenge, without any, you know, resistance. When the Spirit of God, uh, amen, has fully taken every area of our life, every aspect of our life, uh, I hope you understand that we can be, we can allow the Lord to have his way in some part of our life while there are other areas of our life where we like, no, 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 God, you know, this one is mine. This one, I own this one, not that one. No, you can have the rest, but not this two. You see, in that kind of category, God is not going to use us the way he wants to use. He will still use us, amen? But we want to, I don't know about you, we want the fullness of God. And to have the fullness of God is to give God all of us. To have the fullness of God is to give God, amen, everything that we are, everything that we represent, everything that defines our life. That is the fullness of God. And once we have his fullness, friends, it's easy. It's easy for us to go out and do what? And represent him. I don't know why this thing is blurring now. Okay, let's just quickly do this. I discovered that always correct it. <laughs> All right.
Oh, thank you, Father. Once again, Father, we want to thank you. We give you glory for your heart, your mind. You've been showing us things in your word. Many of the things that you're saying to us, it seems as if they are far-fetched. They, they, they're too heavy. They're too big. They're too massive for where we find ourselves for the day and the place that we have found ourselves. But we recognize one thing, oh God, that you are not a respecter of man. You're not moved by a place, by a condition. You only look for men whose hearts are connecting to your heart, who are hearing what your spirit is saying, who can respond to what your spirit is demanding. And once you find such a people, you will pour yourself. Jesus, they said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? When Jesus, you were born, you were born in a manger in a place called Bethlehem. It's a stable. It's a place where, you know, chickens and goats and, and cattle, you know, all of these things live there. But that's where you choose to, to be born. You could be born in a palace, but that's not the way. That's not your way. And so, Father, as we look ourselves today, we'll say to ourselves, Lord, that we are more than capable. That in this certain place, as Jacob got to a place called Satan in the spirit, and it was there, oh God, that the night set on him. From that place, your word declares that as he slept, he had a dream, he had a vision. The heavens were open. And from that certain place, from that desert land, that barren height, Almighty God, he discovered that that place was the house of God and the gate of heaven. So we thank you, Lord, to, to, you know, this afternoon for once, once again that your spirit is revealing certain things to us. And we come, Lord, as sons of the prophets. We come today, O oh God, as light bearers. We come, O oh God, seeking. We come this day, O oh God, in search of what you are demanding, what you are requiring of us. So that what you are saying, O oh God, for this season in time, for our generation, O oh God, can rest upon the people that you have found who are called, yes, the bearers of, of your presence, the bearers of the ark. We thank you, O oh God, that as we step into the reality of these speakings, O oh God, that you will place, O oh God, the supernatural upon, yes, the, the natural life, oh God, that you have found that is crying, that is searching, that is hungry. Because indeed, that is our qualification. He said, if you can, if you can, if you can be thirsty, if you can, hung, if you can hunger, if you can quest after righteousness. He said, those who do hunger and thirst after righteousness will be filled. It's a promise, oh God. He said, for the pure in heart will see God. It's a promise, oh God. Lord, today, as we connect to your promise, we ask, oh God, that you will fill us in our quest, in our hunger, in our search, oh God. That you are not into multitude. You are not into where they come from, who they are. You are not into where they were born. No, if you can find a man and a woman, oh God, whose heart, oh God, are questing, are thirsty, are yearning, are longing, oh God, you will use them, oh God. So, Father, we thank you, oh God, as we present ourselves to, to you today, oh God, from this place, oh God, in this hot weather. We pray in the name of Jesus. Jesus, that your spirit, oh God, yes, will locate passion within us, oh God. Will locate burden within us. Will locate hunger within us. And from this position, oh God, you will continue to infuse us with new vision. We want a new vision for our city. We want a new vision for our nation. We want a new vision, oh God, that will transform our community. So we thank you, God, that as you continue to speak to us, oh God, there will be a transformation within our life that will be, that will be turned into an instrument of reformation. Because indeed, for us to have reform, we have to first be transformed. For us to be used as instrument of, of reformers, as instrument of reformation, first of all, you have to transform. So we present ourselves as Isaac laid 
lay down on the altar before his father. We lay down before you today, oh God. We say, Father, use us for your glory. Let, let every aspect of our life become an instrument, an extension, oh God, of what your spirit is demanding and requiring for the reformation of our nation, this nation, South Africa, for the transformation of our continent. Father, we thank you that you will not leave us the way we are, that we will be an instrument. You have been showing us principle in your word that there's a generation that you are tracking in this season whose life oh god is patterned after them after the life of nehemiah who put away selfish selfishness who put aside self-centeredness and began to go on behalf of haha <laughs> and began to journey on behalf of so we thank you oh god once again this afternoon that as we stand on behalf of our home on behalf of our family on behalf of our husband our wives our children on behalf of our community on behalf of oh god our city our nation on behalf of our government father we thank you for the the, the, the birthing the, the question the bringing forth oh god of the spirit of nehemiah that will engage the reform the transformation of the broken walls and the bond gates of our day Thank you, Spirit of God, that as we do this, Father, we see changes. We see changes. You say, why we look not to the things that we see with our carnal natural eyes, but to the things that, oh God, we do not see. For the things that we see now are temporal, but the things, oh God, that we do not see, they are eternal. So we press into that eternal reality. We press into that div divine eternal reality. We call for the things that be not as though they were. Yes, oh God, we thank you that this afternoon, changes are beginning to take place, oh God, as, as the gates are being restored. Yes, with our hands, you will use us, O oh God, to, to repair, to rebuild the gates, O oh God. Thank you, O oh God, that our heart will connect that to that which, O oh God, your, your, your desire, your heart, O oh God, is demanding. Father, we thank you. We, we, we honor you. We align. We, we come in agreement with you. We say once again, may your kingdom come, Lord. May your will be done as it is established in heaven. Let it be done this day in us and through us for the glory of your name. In Jesus' name, Amen and Amen. Yes, uh, once again, we 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 gonna I, like I said, I just want to you know kind of repeat maybe some things that we have we've spoken about. Then maybe just look into one or two things. I just felt I needed to do this. All right, we we are believing the Lord, Amen, to see to the restoration of the of the bond gate, Amen, of what the Scripture first referred to as the ship gate, and we understand that that ship gate, Amen, plays a major role. In our life, amen, as individual, because before we begin to, yes, you know, point at other things, referring to shipgate, we've got to find that reality, amen. That shipgate is a is a is a picture, is an image, amen. Is a is a foreshadow of who Christ is in our life uh, and and the position we are called, amen, to 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 you know to replace, excuse me, to to represent, amen, in the spiritual structure of the government of God, amen. First of all, we've got to understand that Christ, amen, wants to enter, wants to rule, wants to reign in our life, amen. And it's through that ship gate, amen, that he's gonna that he's go that he's gonna walk through, that he's gonna walk with, amen. It is through the ship gate because without amen, the, 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 that, that gate, the ministry of the shepherd, hallelujah, cannot be fulfilled. I, I told us a few days ago, this Bible says when Jesus saw, when Jesus saw the people, amen, he saw them as sheep that are what? Scattered. 
He saw them as sheep that are scattered, harassed, without leadership, without direction. If there is anything today, you and I understand that the world is in need of, that community are in need of, amen. We find, amen, figureheads in leadership position, but we lack, amen, the true character, the true value. Our society lacks the true character, the true nature, amen, of leadership. Leadership is selfless, amen. Leadership is that to which goes on behalf of others. Leadership that will not take advantage. Bible says Jesus saw them as harassed people without shepherd. They were scattered. Remember the Lord said one of the concepts of the judgment of leadership is strike the shepherd. The sheep were what? Scattered. S scattering means they have no capacity of community. So what we see today, amen, in, in, either in, in the political arena or within the structure of the church, amen, is, is a condition where we have been scattered. When there is scattered, there is no unity, there is no honor, there is no power, there is no, you know, there's no agreement. You know, you say one thing, all right, the remaining says something else. You say, let's go this way. The other says, no, we want to go that way. That is, that is a reflection, amen, of judgment. One of the reasons why the enemy seem to be having a full day, why the enemy seem to be having an upper hand in our homes, in our community, in society today, is because there is no unity, there's no agreement. No agreement between husband and wife, no agreement between you know, the, the parents and the children, no agreement between government you know, and their officials, no agreement between amen, the, the president and those who are supposed to be guiding, who are supposed to be you know, carrying out the things, you know, the policies that he wants to put in place. Everybody has their own agenda. That is a reflection, amen, of judgment at the gate. That's a reflection, in fact, of a, of a gate that is burnt. You see, we can continue to look into this, and, and I, I don't mind repeating some of the things that we've said before, because you see, this the, 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 the issue is not just about hearing it. The issue is about those things that we have heard become, amen, well established. They become part and parcel of our life. So if we're talking about, amen, God restoring elders to the gate, God restoring, you know, leaders, in fact, leaders at the gate, amen, if we're talking about God, you know, fixing, you know, restoring this, this ship gate, amen, then we're talking about, amen, Amen. A gate that will allow Christ to be to be seated. We're, we're talking about amen, a gate that will allow amen, visible you know uh, uh, leadership amen, to be you know to, to be reflective amen, to you know to be to be manifest within the structure of our of our space of our community of our society. Amen. And if there is any gate right now that is begging for restoration in South Africa, is the ship gate. All right. I see a lot of talking about trying to restore, amen, the fish gate, but we cannot, we cannot, we cannot, we cannot go, you know, for the, for the fish gate if the ship gate has not been restored. Because to, for us to begin to deal with the issue of, you know, the economy of, of our life, of our community, of our society, of our nation, amen, we have to have true visible leadership, true righteousness in place. Righteousness is a reflection of leadership. Have you noticed that Bible says, amen, the righteous, the righteous one has a standing. That's a leader. That's a position of a leader. Every leader has a posture, a standing before God. Every leader has a posture, a standing, amen, before their home. They have a voice. They have, amen, amen the ability to put things in their right order. Every time we see people abdicate their responsibility, every time we hear, amen, of somebody not at their post, not at their position, amen, that is a reflection of judgment in leadership. Adam, where are you? That's the word. Adam, where are you? So Adam must relocate himself, amen, into that position that is called, amen, the ship gate. Because when the enemy 
can you know attack our ship gate amen guess what it can destroy it can ravage it can it can neutralize amen the activity within you know within the city within our home within the church within our family and so we have seen that happen okay we're talking about the restoration of jerusalem and in this restoration remember i said that before this principle, this, before this process began, amen, of the reformation of Nehemiah, there was already Ezra, amen, who had gone with certain priests, certain, you know, elders building the, you know, the temple. But if you see, if you, if you look at some of the things that we, we, we've talked about that, you know, yes, yes, the temple built, but the temple is exposed. The values that ought to guard, the values that ought to be a wall, the values that ought to be protection, amen. Because listen to this, the temple was designed to be built within the center of the city. The temple was supposed to be the heart of the city. All right, that's how God designed, amen, the, 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 the community of the, of, you know, of, you know, of, of the people. And it's still the it's still the concept of our community today. All right. When you talk about the temple, the temple is supposed to be the heart, amen. The heart, the heart, the heart of the city. The temple ought to be the heart, amen, of our home. All right. Why? Because we are supposed to be priests. All right. Priests function within the temple. All right. So the first of the, the first word that went, amen, through Cyrus is go and restore the temple. So while they were trying to restore the temple, okay, the enemy were harassing them. The enemy, the Sambalat and the Tuba, amen, were making mockery of the make, making mockery of the people. All right, they, they they could not have the ability or the strength or the capacity. Though they have the resource, but the spiritual wisdom. You see, this is where the concept of wisdom builds a house come into into play. We we must understand that in the things of the spirit, there are orders and priorities that we have to follow. Yes. The word of the Lord has gone forth. Rebuild the temple. What they should have done while rebuilding the temple, amen, to see that there's a, there's a, there's a divine, there's a spiritual security because you, you need to build in peace. There are certain things that you cannot build without the peace of God, without, amen, the, the, the divine hand of God, without the protection of God. And this, this, this is a reflection, amen, both in the spiritual and also in the what? In the natural realm. So before we do certain things, before we, you know, you know, begin to press into certain things, we've got to make sure that we have, amen, our gates, amen, and our walls repair, you know, fixed. So while, you know, they, they were trying to build the temple, but they could not go on. In fact, for 12, some, 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 you know, historians say for 16 years, the temple construction, amen, was halted. It was first halted because when the people returned back, all right, remember in, in the book of in the book of Ega, when they returned back, they just went, you know, building their own houses, you know, everybody, all the money, all the things that, you know, they brought from Babylon, they were just using it to try to fix their own house. And the Lord had to give a word. He said, hey, guys, what's what's going on here? I, 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 I sent you guys, I allow you guys to leave captivity to, you know, to build amen, my temple. To rebuild my house for, for a reason, of course. Because once the house of God is built, you see, then the fear of God, the order of worship, the order of, you know, uh, uh, of value system is restored because that's the whole essence of rebuilding the temple, amen, that you bring back the standard of God. You bring back the presence of God, amen, to the city. You bring back the honor of God. You bring back the value system of God. You bring back that we ought to define, amen, and regulate, amen, the spiritual structure of, of the entire, you know, uh, 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 nation nobody forgot that they went doing their own thing is it because they are insecure <laughs> so so the, the lord had to you know began to you know you know judge the people by by putting holes in their pocket they go to work they make a lot of money all right but before they get home they can't find the money he said i put holes in your pocket 
Is that because the things that I ask you to do, you have neglected it. You've neglected. He said the people say this is not the time, amen, to build the house of God. So the Lord said, is this the time for you to, to build your own panel houses? Are you seeing the order? Are you seeing the structure? So everybody went into doing their own thing. Why? Because there was no what? Leadership. Uh -huh. There's no leadership. You're following me. <laughs> because there's no leadership. You see, where there is no leadership, there's no vision. And once there's no vision, everybody, the Bible says there was a time in Israel where every man does according to, uh, does what seem right in his own eyes. Why? Because there was no leadership. That was why God raised judges. That was how God raised, you know, you know, uh, uh, Samson and the rest. Gideon and the rest. All right? To bring order, to bring leadership, to bring structure back to the life of the people. Where there is no leadership, amen, people always go astray. But let me, let me, let me emphasize, let me emphasize it because we've got to bring a balance to this. Okay, we, we know. Yes, to a certain degree that leadership has been abused. Yes, we've seen that. In fact, that's what we're coming out of. And that's why we're emphasizing the things that we're emphasizing. All right? That the fact that leadership has been abused does not mean that we will no longer talk about leadership. Let's, let everybody just do, you know, just do whatever they want to do. It's not going to work that way. Because then we're going be to go back to the days of Samson. All right? Where people just did what they like. Amen? And the Lord will plunge them into, into judgment. All right, the Bible says, and you know, and Israel was without a true king. Everybody did what was right in their own eyes. So everybody will worship the way they feel. All right, everybody will do what they feel is right. Amen. There is no coherent, there's no order, there's no structure, there's no father in the house to say, but uh -uh, it doesn't work that way. This is leadership was not given to abuse, leadership was not given, amen, to control, leadership was not given, amen, to misuse, leadership was given. As the word to lead, to guide, amen, to protect, amen. So, so the gate are, are, are expression, amen, of leadership. So, because there was no gate, there was no order, there was no, you know, uh, uh, you know, visible spiritual structure in town. Everybody went doing their own thing. So, so the people could not walk in the full reality of God's prophetic program for their time. Because the reason why God brought them out of the land of bondage, out of the land of Babylon, amen, of course, through the, you know, the, 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 the instruction of Cyrus was for the rebuilding. In fact, he said, is there anyone among you who want to go back, amen, to Jerusalem and rebuild the house of God? Here is the resource. Go back and do that. So we understand that that was the reason why you know, Cyrus said, go back and rebuild. Amen. To rebuild the house of God. And as they rebuild the house of God, they can then begin to you know, rebuild their own lives. And that's the problem we're having today. We have neglected the things of God. We have neglected, I mean, like I'm talking right now, if not for the passion and the desire of God. I mean, I won't be here this afternoon that it's so hot in the caravan coming to say all this thing. No, we've got to sometimes, in fact, not sometimes, most of we've got to push, push aside our own comfort to see, amen, that the will of God is established, to see that the counsel of God, amen, becomes a reality. We have to push this thing. We have to talk about how do we put the things of God in place? How do we set up spiritual structure over, amen, the spiritual atmosphere of our, of our city, of our nation, amen? How, who, who, who is in charge? Who, who, who takes, amen, the place, amen, of proclaiming and declaring? You see, many times when we 
proclaim the things that we're proclaiming. What are we doing? We're creating visibility in the spirit realm. We're creating an atmosphere in the spirit realm. All right, People may not be listening in the natural realm. We may have very few people connecting to what we're talking about. But what are we doing? We are taking charge in the spirit realm. We're creating cloud in the spirit realm. Hallelujah. So that, listen, when it rains, it rains on the just and the unjust. That's a powerful principle. All right, When you pray, you're creating cloud. That's what happened to the man of God when he went amen, to, the, to the mountain and stopped praying. Amen. He sent out his prophet, his, his, you know, his, his servant. He said, go watch. The servant said, I see nothing. He said, he said, go again. Hallelujah. I see nothing. Guess what? When Elijah was praying on the mountain, nobody knew. Nobody, nobody even cared. All right, some of the things that we're talking about, it doesn't really matter to a lot of people. Amen. Some of the people who, who we're praying for, they don't even know that we're praying for them, that we're you know engaging on behalf of, of, of the land, that we're engaging on behalf of the nation. Some people even will even fight you, amen, for standing for truth, for standing for righteousness, because they are blind. Now, for the fact they are blind does not mean that amen, you should treat them or you should just you know get discouraged because they can't see. No, you have to do what you need to do. Amen. In the days of Jesus, there were resistance, but the resistance did not stop him amen, from doing what he needs to do. Sometimes the more you pray for you know, members of your family, members of the community, it's like the more you're going to get a backlash. That, does, that should not stop you amen, because you know who sent you. You know what God is demanding from you. Hallelujah. That, that is what it takes to be a leader. A leader sometimes is one that goes alone. You know, most times when we talk about leadership, we talk about followership. Sometimes, amen, in fact, in most cases, when God positions you in a place of leadership, you might have to do it alone. Because people only join you when they see success. <laughs> people only begin to, you know, follow you when they say, wow, I like that. Okay, so how can we be part of it? Ah, yes, because they've seen something. And that's how it is in the, in, in the world where people are, are, you know, are, are driven by carnal, you know, uh, uh, you know, desire. They want to see first. But the Bible says, blessed are those who do not see but believe. Yes, that is the position of leadership. That is the position that you can go forth, amen, that you can break ground. A leader is a pathfinder. A leader is one that goes, amen, and create the path on behalf of the people. A leader is one, amen, who wakes up before the family wakes up and begin to pray and begin to prepare the day. That's what we're talking about. A leader is one, amen, who see, amen, what can bring a change in the society, in the community, and begin to engage that thing. Even if people cannot see it, even if they are blind to it, no, you, you do it on behalf of the people. You go on behalf of the people. Hallelujah. You stand. You fight on behalf of your of your home. You fight on behalf of even people who dislike you, who don't like you. You continue to do what you need to do because you know that once there's a breakthrough, people are going to see. Ah. The Bible says, including those who pierced him with, you know, at the side will see, amen, will be healed, will be restored. So Jesus, amen, Bible says, while we are yet in sin, while we are yet sinner, Jesus died for us. That's a beautiful example, amen. That's an exemplary life of a leader. You go on behalf of the people, hallelujah. You don't look at their, their state or, you know, their, their reaction to you, amen, to judge or to express your position. No, you stand your ground. You lift up your hand. You continue to pray. You continue to make declaration. You look at that thing that looks like it's not going to work. You continue to speak life to it. You look at that, your rebellious child, your rebellious son. You look at that wicked boss, amen. You continue to speak life because you know you are in the better position to bring a change because if you respond based amen on what you're seeing in the natural realm you're not better than them this is the position amen that the lord will have us and those people who left you know the land of babylon to go restore this is what the lord called they were supposed to be the first the first fruit of leadership to rebuild the temple 
Because rebuilding the temple then begins to awaken leaders. Listen to this. We begin to awaken leaders who have passion to begin to do what? Restore the walls. Restore the gate. So something certainly was wrong. All right, in their in their values, in their in their vision, that these guys were re restoring, amen, the temple, but they seen that the walls and the gates are burnt, and they never felt anything about it. They never felt, hey, something is wrong there. They look at how you know the enemy is coming and invading the land, stealing the people's property, stealing their you know the the people's produce, and running away. I mean, the whole thing was crazy. Yet the building temple. So I'm wondering, what kind of a temple are you building that is not influencing? that is not seeking to protect because there's no leadership because if you read if you read Nehemiah and I'm going to come back to some point if you read Nehemiah amen uh, uh, chapter 2 from verse 1 the Bible says amen and as they began to rebuild the walls as they began to rebuild the wall the first the first uh, excuse me as they began to rebuild the gate the first gate that was re re restored was the ship gate and who was the priest? Who, excuse me. Who was the person that you know that initiated that you know uh, uh, restoration? The high priest. The high priest. The high priest took the position earlier of an engineer. I love it. The high priest became earlier a construction a, a construction engineer. Amen. Went into the concept. You know why? Because somebody came with an apostolic mandate. That, hey guys, this is not just the time to be la baba shanda la baba. This is the time to build the gates so that we can have some security, so that our our city, our nation, hallelujah, can have some security. So when we begin to have high priest leadership, all right, who will take their place, who will take amen, their place and begin to say, Father, we ask you, Lord, to restore the gates. What happened is we're we're paving the way, amen, for prosperity, the fish gate. And once the fish gate, amen, is restored, the next gate you're going to be seeing that will be restored, amen, come on, is what you call the old gate. That old gate represents elders, the, the bringing back of the ministry of elders, the old men, amen, people of wisdom, people of grace, people of life, amen, elders at the gate who can speak and judge, amen, who can begin to bring order back to the nation. Those, that, that, that concept of the old gate, it speaks of system being restored back, system being restored back, the old gate to be restored back. Some translation refer to that old gate, let me look for that word. Yes, the Oshana gate. There, some translation refer to that gate as Jehoshana, uh, uh, Jehoshana gate. But the, the meaning of Jehoshana means elders, aged people, wisdom. Wisdom is restored. People find that, you know, this, the, the, the ability to transact. You see, when, because when you restore, are, are you seeing the sequence? The ship gate. The fish gate, I said the fish gate is what? Is the, is the economy of the nation. Or let's say the economy of our life. Of course, once the economy of our life amen, is restored, the economy of the society will be restored. And this, 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 this uh, concept amen, carries a dual interpretation. All right? All right? We are supposed to go out amen, and, and create an avenue where you know, people can come into, into our lives amen, to trade. Right? Or we can go out there, amen. Jesus said, I want you to become fishers of men. You're going to fish men. 
Alright? You're going to bring people into the things of God. Not just into the house of God. We're going to bring them into communion of fellowship. Amen? We're going to, we're going to, we're going to let, let people come into our life. We're going to show people, amen, in, how to, how to build, how to do business. Amen? It's a fish, it's a place of transaction. Is a fish gate, amen. But beyond just we bringing people, amen, into into the things of God and establishing, you know, the, the purposes of God, changing them, transforming their life, amen, getting them saved. Yes, all that are symbolic of the fish go, fish uh, fish gate. These are all typology. But guess what? It's also a place, amen, where the city begins to prosper when the righteous, when the righteous, when the righteous reign, the city rejoices, the city prosper. All right. So now you've set order. There's, there's, there's leadership. Amen. There's governmental leadership. Elders, the priesthood has been restored. Hallelujah. The priesthood has been restored. Amen. People have, 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 have begun to rebuild. Amen. The, the doors of the gates and all of that and all of that. So we're seeing order. We're seeing structure. Remember, I said all this must become first a template of how we live our own life. And then it can flow through our life. So because when you begin to wear this concept of existence your life becomes a pattern your life becomes it becomes a reflection of administration you know when, when, when you come around people can feel hey something has something is happening like i always say when when leadership when leadership is visible in a place you don't necessarily have to see the man you don't necessarily have to see the woman but guess what you can feel there's government in the house you can feel the leadership everything is in is in place Without you having to scream and shout, I mean, if you're still screaming and shouting, no, come here. <laughs> the leadership is not well established yet. But once, once a leadership is established in, in a place, you hardly see it. The Bible says, for the church is built upon the foundation. The church is built upon the foundation, amen, of the apostles, amen, and the prophet, and Christ being the chief cornerstone. In other words, in a place where the true governmental, you know, grace of God is established, you can hardly see somebody say, I'm the apostle of the house. That one is still is still immature. Are you getting it? Because what we want to see is not you flexing your muscle, but we want to see the life and the grace that is that is. You see, true leadership is not in the exactment of power or authority. It's felt through how people comply. Alalaba is the comp is is the ability for people to comply to to work in order that indeed prove that there is leadership. Amen. In the house or in the community. You understand? If, if, if my presence will have to, you know, be the reflection of leadership, it means I've not really done the job very well. Alright? But if, if, if I'm not there and people can feel leadership in the house, my job is done. Are you getting the point, friends? Now, these are powerful key points that we need to pray for our lives. Because, you see, once the fear of God, remember, remember, the sevenfold spirit, amen, the sevenfold spirit that we read in Isaiah chapter 7, chapter, chapter 11, those sevenfold spirit, amen, are a reflection of the administration or the administrative grace of leadership. All right? If you take that and mix it with, amen, the fruit of the spirit, Alright? Those are the reflection of the character nature of leadership. The character nature of leadership is different from the administration. It's many times we want to see the administration, but we don't have the character. We don't have the values. We don't, we don't have the, 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 the spiritual you know, philosophy. You know, we don't have the foundation. Like I always say, 
the strength of a house is defined by the strength of the foundation. How high the, ha the house is going to go, amen, will, will be de determined, amen, by how deep the foundation. All right? So, so while you're looking and admiring this beautiful structure, guess what? You need to, first of all, admire the foundation. But most of the time, we don't because we don't see the foundation. But the fact that you don't see a foundation doesn't mean that the house is standing by itself. <laughs> Something is keeping that foundation. Excuse me, keeping the house. It's called the foundation. It's called the ministry of the apostle and the prophet. So this ministry, listen, that's why the Bible says, that's why the Bible says the, the work of the, of, the, of the fivefold ministry are to what? To equip the saints. The saints should be the same. This is the principle. The saints should be Amen. The visible reality, the visible, the evident reality, amen, of the fivefold ministry, not the fivefold ministry itself, not 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 the personalities. All right. The father can be in the house and be in his room and be quiet, but there's order in the house. The father doesn't have, doesn't have to sit in the sitting room, all right, to get everybody quiet. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Once there is a visibility of leadership, the atmosphere, the presence of that leadership, amen, becomes what governs the entire household. Although these days we don't have that again. People don't care. People don't bother. No, but that is the wrong order. We have to bring back this order because this is what is needed. You see, you see how we're using this principle to touch various you know, practical areas of our lives. That's why you've got to teach. You've got to teach your children, amen, that, or, your, or the, your followers, amen, that look, 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 guys, my, my visible presence is not what defines my leadership. What defines my leadership is when you are not, when I'm not there. How you honor me and respect me, amen, will be when I'm not there. When I'm not there, I want you, amen, to, to behave as if I am there. Paul says, he says, he says, when you gather and my spirit gathers with you. And my spirit gathers with you. He said, then we judge such a person. So, so judgment is, can, be, can be carried out without the visible presence, amen, of the leader. Why? Because the, the, the house recognizes that leadership authority of the man. He doesn't have to be there physically. After all, Jesus is no longer with us physically. But guess what? We recognize his position of leadership. We still recognize his voice. We recognize his word. And we submit to his leadership. If we cannot submit to his leadership well, while his absence, guess what? When his presence, if we try to submit to his leadership, we're just what? What's the word now? Can I hear you say the word? Hypocrites. Yes, yes, we're hypocrites. We don't want to be hypocrites. We want to live our life, amen, in truth. Truth means that absence or presence you will do what is right so these guys they kept doing their own thing you know building their own houses and god was angry with them so you don't, you don't understand what i'm talking about i needed to fix this temple all right so that the life of the city can be restored when you, because when you fix the temple he comes when you build a house in accordance to his, his, his plan and his purpose he gets to come yes his presence come because his presence will not dwell any other place. At least back then. This is, that's the mountain that he has chosen for his name. And that's where he, he you know, he's chosen to meet his people in Jerusalem. That's the place where the, 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 the things of God, the initiatives of God, the counsel of God flows from. So if that is destroyed, nothing works. 
strike. Amen. The shepherd, the sheep will scatter. That's the concept. So, Nehemiah brought a powerful governmental apostolic grace. Alright? To complement the restoration of the temple. Did you get this, friends? Nehemiah brought, amen, the restoration, the transformation, amen, of the nation of Israel or the, the city of Jerusalem by restoring his broken walls and his burnt gates. Here's the word of God. Here's the word of God. We cannot engage com you know, completely in the restoration of the temple of God while the gates and the, and the walls of Jerusalem is burnt. If we want to see the restoration of the temple of God, if we want God to fully rest in our life, then we have to make it amen, a duty to see that the walls, that the gates, because each of those gates represent a powerful spiritual value system within the context of the nation of God. And maybe uh, tomorrow, if I if I come back, or yeah, tomorrow if we, if we continue on this, I'm going to you know expand on this. I'm going to talk about Amen the gates, the spiritual gates. I'm going to talk about that because I really want us to. Yeah, I, my intention is to stop in one hour's time because it's quite hot here. <laughs> let's let, let you know. Let's I get fried up here. All right. You can see the way I'm drinking water. It's it's a hot day. So in the next one hour, I'm, I'm going to stop. I want us to look at some very important, you know, concept about, you know, uh, um, the, restoring, the restoration of the, of the gates, the 12 gates. But guess what? Under the Old Testament, you know, we've always assumed that these gates amen, are 12. No, they're actually 10. They're actually 10. And I've been trying to find, you know, the reason why they're, you know, 10 gates. What happened to the rest of the two gates? All right? But at least for now, what the Spirit of the Lord dropped in my heart is, you see, under the Old Testament, the apostolic order of God was not complete. Because remember, we're still on that shadow. Everything that was done under the Old Testament was a shadow. Although when Elijah amen, was restoring amen, the broken uh, uh, altar, there were 12, you know, 12 stones. So I'm still saying, Lord, okay, so why are there not 12 gates? Well, they don't have to be 12 gates, even though, yes, 12 is the, is the apostolic number of God, amen, is the, is the apostolic structure of what God is doing. Amen. But everything we, we did or we saw under the Old, Old Testament were shadow, were shadow. So I, I'm checking for what is the numerical value of 10? What is the numerical, you know, uh, uh, um, significance of 10? Of course, 10 is a double reality of grace, restoration, if you will. That's a reflection of the grace of God, of the mercy of God, amen. That, that, that's to speak, to speak to us, amen, about the, the, the concept, amen, of God's mercy and love, amen, for his people. All right? Ten represent, amen, you know, duality of grace. So basically, that ten is, is if you will, you can say is a reflection or is a typology of, of, of a ministry. 
Because indeed, those gates are concepts of, of ministry. Each of, each of them are reflections of ministry. But then we see this ministry in, in, in a double, in a double in a fold or in a double direction. And if we, if, we, if we look deeper into this concept of 10, then we begin to understand that these are the laws of God and the standard of God, the values of God. Because indeed, 10, amen, is the submission of the laws of God, of the standard of God, of the value system, amen, that God wants his people to have in carrying out his, 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 his intention in terms of his character, which we can sum, summarize, amen, as love. All right. The, the, the scripture says, you know, love amen, is the submission amen, of, of the entire law. If you love the Lord with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength, with all your soul. Amen. And you love your neighbor as yourself. Yes, Bible says you fulfill the entire law. So, but let me not flog that. But that's, that's, that's some of the things that I picked up. But if you continue to, you know, look into this study, all right, and you go into what you will call the, the ascended revelation of Christ, then you begin to see the complete, the complete reality, amen, of the meaning of what defines gate in our life. There are 12, amen. And each of these 12, amen, are expression of pearls, pearls. All right? And each of these pearls, amen, are a reflection of, you know, of certain spiritual quality. The gates, amen, are 12. So are the foundation. The foundation too, amen, are 12 foundation. The city, amen, has 12 foundation. The gate, amen, are 12, amen. And each of the, the, the various sides, amen, reflect three concepts, three order, amen, of entrance and exit. But all, all of this, remember, all of this are picture of our spiritual identity that is what i don't want you to forget remember that was yesterday i was saying it our life has gates our life amen has gates and gates amen are reflections of the position amen of transaction a position of entrance and exit a position amen where we begin to understand certain things about our life, amen, about our calling, about the, the, the intentions and the purposes of God, about our spiritual identity. Yes, those are gates. Our life, amen, has 12 gates. Every human being, amen, has 12 gates. Beyond just, amen, our sensory faculty, there are, there are different, amen, dimensions of expression in our life that are categorized, amen, in 12 gates. In 12 gates. 12 identity, 12 concept, amen, that, that perfect us, amen, in that reflection of, you know, our heavenly identity, our spiritual, you know, you know our, our connection with the things of the spirit. Remember that we are apostolic by calling, by design. The, the, our life, when the Bible talks about the church of Christ, amen, as an apostolic house, first of all, he's talking about, amen, who we are, our position, our standing. Even, even Eden, amen, has a gate. When Adam and Eve, amen, were, were, you know, sent out of the out of the garden, the Bible says that the Lord did what He sent a what a seraphim to do what to guide Eden, amen, with a with you know with with a blazing sword. So we've got to understand all this, and these are days, amen, of restoration. God is restoring our spirituality so that our humanity can become a true reflection, amen, of the temple of God on earth the bible says amen and his dwelling amen shall be with with men and he will dwell with them forever remember the, this 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 city this heavenly jerusalem is coming down as I, I, I spoke about that yesterday all right so it's important that as we're looking at amen the physical restoration of the gates 
that Nehemiah engaged in, but the, 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 but the perfection, amen, the completion of that gate, amen, is found in the New Testament, you know, a concept of existence. And when we talk about the New Testament, we're talking about, amen, a life that is established, amen, on the foundation of the life of Christ himself, on the life of Jesus Christ himself, amen, because that is what defines the New Testament, is based on a better, better covenant, amen, based on a better promise, that that which is established in the New Testament is no longer, amen, a typology, it's not a shadow, it is the substance, but that substance, amen, is, is, is something that is being unveiled, we're seeing, we're, we're getting to know, we're getting to discover we're getting to understand who we are we, you see we are still in the day amen of recovering and discovering hallelujah we're coming into a greater light we're coming into a better light we're coming into a better understanding of who we are this is a day of restoration and remember when i said restoration the first thing that i want us to keep at, at heart amen is that god is restoring himself to our lives Alright? So, this, as God continues to restore himself into every aspect of our life, of course, through mercy, amen, this is not something what, that we deserve, but by his mercy and his grace, the Bible says we are not consumed. So, God is restoring himself. As he restores himself, amen, he restores those gates, he restores those order, those values. Remember that in our day, in our time, amen, the gates have become value system. They have become a position, amen, of engagement, a place where we, where we transact spiritual business with, with God, hallelujah, is a place where we stand and, and exercise or exhibit divine authority is a place hallelujah where we tap into certain prophetic in a frequency where we can engage amen in, in, in business hallelujah where we can do certain things hallelujah is a place where we'll express wisdom knowledge eldership come on we can begin to talk about all of those things amen and their dimensions of getting our life where amen they are placed there for us to remember who we are where we're coming from the things we must not touch we'll talk about that maybe tomorrow all right we talk about the dung gate the, the dung valley gates you know there are things that in our life that we we, we they are they are placed there for us to remember certain things so we don't mess up again all right so as the spirit of god continue to deal with us and continue to minister to us in this area we want to believe god because i don't just want us to see this gate amen as just a reflection of our national identity national identity amen must be defined from a spiritual position that the identity of a nation must be defined from a spiritual position. Any nation that refuses to identify itself, amen, through the spiritual structure and character that has been placed, that have been designed, that have been defined, will never be able to walk in the full reality, amen, of our prophetic destiny. So that is why we've got to understand that these things that we're talking about are very crucial. They are very important. Amen. We want to be able to define and understand, amen, the place and the identity of God's counsel, of God's purpose for this nation. For us to do that, we've got to be able to locate the gates that define, amen, South Africa as a nation. South Africa as a nation is not just a geographical identity. It's not just a geographical location. South Africa as a nation, amen, carries, amen, a spiritual symbolic, amen, purpose that that must be understood and that must be amen fulfilled and for that to happen we have to find men and women amen who can be positioned amen to birth to bring forth like nehemiah who can begin to steer that spirit amen of restoration in terms of the ship gate this is where amen and this is the point where we begin to restore amen the, the quality of spiritual leadership 
the quality of spiritual leadership. The, sp the ship gate speaks into the quality of spiritual leadership, amen, back to the nation. Not, not, not some of these men that we see today will claim that they're representing the nation, but in fact, they're representing themselves. They have no interest. They have, they have no interest. They have no understanding, amen, of the spiritual, you know, you know, genotype of this nation. They have no spiritual understanding of the DNA of this nation, all right? So they're just here, try to build their own thing, try to do their own thing. But there is a people, like, you know, the, the, the king will say, my father, my father, amen, the chariot of Israel and his horsemen. Those are the people who carry the, the spiritual genotype, the spiritual identity of a nation. Those are the people that when they speak, heaven hears them because they carry, hallelujah, the spiritual seal that defines, amen, the authority and the, uh, and the, and the power, hallelujah, and the glory of God for a nation. They are the voice of God to the, to, to the nation. Like John would say, I am the voice of one. They have become the voice of God, amen, speaking and defending. They are, they, they've become walls. You see, everything that John was proclaiming and declaring in his day is to define and to maintain the quality and the values, amen, the moral value, the spiritual value of the nation, amen. Philip, it's not good for you to take your brother's wife. He was speaking. Yes, he paid for it with his life, but guess what? He raised the bar to the point the Bible says, amen, all everybody from different dimensions that represent the city were coming to John at the backside amen, of, of River Jordan to be baptized. The customs were coming, amen. The military guys were coming. Come on. They, they you know, the, the, the lawyers, the doctors, all the professionals were coming to the house of John. Why? Because they recognized him as a voice. Amen. He was a threat to the politicians of his day. That is a spiritual elder restored at the gate. It was the John, amen. It was, it was, excuse me, it was the Elijah, amen, that reflected the standard of God. What is the ministry of Elijah, amen, amen, to, 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 to make the valley, hallelujah, to, excuse me, to, to fill the valley, amen, to, to, to make the mountains plain, hallelujah, the crooked path to be straightened. To prepare the way of the Lord. Amen. Listen to this. No matter how we cry out and how we try to fix Eskom and fix this and fix that. If we don't fix the spiritual identity of the nation. If we don't begin to have certain men who are visible at the gate. Who can speak amen, life. Who can begin to you know, deal with their spiritual horns that have, that have influenced, that have hindered, that have kept amen, the, the intentions of God from, from progressing in the nation. Listen to this. The economy is not going to work. It's not going to work. It's going to be effort futile. It's going to be like you're pouring water in the basket. Have you noticed right now that God, amen, is pointing his hand to this nation? That God is saying, hey, South Africa, wake up. You need to fix, amen, the mess. You've got to fix the mess because if you don't fix the mess, everything that you think, amen, will fix these issues that you're facing is going to continue to nose dive. Can you see? You see what the Lord is doing right now with China? I said it yesterday. If they told China, amen, two months ago that the economy would be in this state right now, I'm telling you, they would jail you. China would jail you. They would say, never in the world. We are in the forefront. Have you seen what is happening now? In one day, 400 billion US dollars went down the drain in China, in the Shanghai you know, uh, stock exchange, in just in one day. With everything they are trying to do now to keep the to keep the economy, God, heaven is speaking. The handwriting is all over the wall. 
As God is dealing with China, God is dealing with America. So this is not just about America. God is dealing with the nations. The high places are coming there. The mountains are, are being made plain. The valleys are being filled. It's a day of spiritual equilibrium. It's a day of spiritual equilibrium. Guess what, friends? God is exalting, amen, the valleys and is bringing down the mountains. The mountain of the lost house in this day is being exalted. And only those who can track and walk in the prophetic amen, directions and the demand of God in this in this season, amen, will be able to read the handwriting because there's a big handwriting of God showing across the walls of the kings of the earth. So we want to build, we want to build right. We want to build in accordance to divine value. We want to build in accordance to, amen, the standard of God. We want to build in accordance to the mandate of the spirit. We want our life, amen, to flow within the river of God. We want our life, hallelujah, to, to be restored back to the divine place where heaven, amen, can, can, can lead us, can direct us. We want to be, amen, a, 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 you know, a Nehemiah to our day, hallelujah, with the burden of God that has been, that has been butted in our heart, amen, bring us to a place of vision amen heaven now is impregnating us with the prophetic amen capacity and grace and skill to go forth amen as a leader though young but he carried amen the grace of a leader of an elder being sent amen to go back to jerusalem to see amen to the restoration of the lives of, of, of the people to see to the restoration of you know of of, 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 the, of the life amen of, 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 of the people so this is what we're believing God for friends as I round up this afternoon amen I want us to be encouraged maybe God is speaking to you this afternoon maybe God is staring your heart remember there are things we are tracking in Nehemiah he was not selfish Nehemiah wasn't seeking self-glory Nehemiah wasn't seeking something for himself Nehemiah wasn't looking for self-glory Nehemiah was not you know searching for what what can I benefit from this? He offered himself. He heard that the city is burned. The gates amen, are, are burned. The walls are shattered. The people are in disgrace. They are in distress. They are in disarray. He took that upon himself. He began to pray. And the prayer amen, became a burden. The burden became hallelujah, a vision. Uh, the vision became an assignment. Karabashayada. The vision became an assignment. He was in the palace of Shusha. He was ministering before the king. But the king of kings gave him, listen, a bigger assignment. I said the king of kings and the lord of lords gave him a bigger assignment. Listen, wherever you are today can be a transition to the next place that God wants you to be. In the concept of the restoration of a nation. As we're dealing with, the, with this concept, dealing with South Africa, listen to, to me friends. This is not something that is limited to South Africa. God is looking for Neymar all across the earth. People that will restore the ruins, amen, of the lives of the people. People that will stand in the gap. People that will not give him themselves rest and will not give God rest until Zion becomes a praise. This is this is what I believe the Spirit of God, amen, will have me share with us this afternoon. Like I said, many of the things that I've said this afternoon may sound repetitive, but I love it because it's to remind us again, amen, of what the Spirit of God is demanding and requiring of us. It's to remind us again, amen, that we have a role, we have a role to play, we have a part to play, amen, in this brand new day. Friends, don't 
look at the natural to define what heaven, amen, as program has prepared you for. Don't look at things. Don't look at, amen, what others are doing. I want you to focus. I want you to, you know, engage God in the place of prayer. I want you to ask God, God, I want to know my place. I want to know my lot. I want to know my calling in this season in time. I want to be positioned, Lord. I don't want to miss that which your spirit. Friends, we are in the midst of a powerful prophetic, amen, move. There is, there's a disruption in the spirit. Heaven is doing something in our day, in our time. Hallelujah. And they are looking for men and women who will stand in the gap. Hallelujah. Who will not give themselves rest. Who will continue to pray until something begins to happen within them. Amen. That will become an instrument that God can use. Whenever God wants to move, he needs somebody to stand in the gap. He needs a man. He needs a woman. Amen. Who will say, God, count me in. I present myself to you this afternoon. Use me for your glory. There has to be a quest, a passion, amen, a longing in you in prayer until the king can see your face whatever that king may represent whoever that king may represent when they see your face they will say why is, why are you why are you sad and then you'll be able to share the vision with them you'll be able to tell them listen if heaven has not given you the voice if heaven has not given that vision a voice continue to pray because when the time comes for that vision to have a voice remember every vision is birthed from a burden the burden of the Lord is what gives us zeal. Zeal must be translated into vision. Vision must be translated into an assignment. That's the pattern. That's the journey. And when this happens, guess what? The resource will come. Nehemiah said, give me. Give me authority to go. To receive a passage from the Transatlantic Euphrates governor. Give me a passage to gather wood for the restoration, for the rebuilding of, of, the, of the nation. Give me what it takes. And the king said, yes, have it. It's time. Are you ready, friends? Father, we thank you. We glorify you, Lord, this afternoon for your heart, for your heart, for your mind, for your desire, for your passion. Thank you for ministering to us. Thank you for speaking to us. Thank you for granting us what it takes, oh God, to be part of that which your spirit is declaring and proclaiming. You're looking for people that you can use. We present ourselves not out of self-seeking self not out of selfishness not out, out of seeking for popularity seeking for uh, 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 just another platform no father we die to every order of self we die to our own ways that is the key that leads us to become instrument in the hand of God so we thank you Lord this afternoon once again as you minister life to us as you minister grace to us as you search our hearts and you find a quest a true passion in us father we pray that you and equip us with all that is required send us oh god send us for your glory thank you father for the life of my brothers and my sisters who have joined this afternoon to be part of this broadcast i pray for them i pray lord that they will be encouraged that they will not look at the things that they see around them but they will look at that which your spirit is saying and demanding and requiring, O oh God. We thank you. We bless your name. We glorify you, O oh God. Continue to empower them, O oh God. Continue to strengthen them. We also continue to expand your voice within their inner man. We bless you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Our friends, once again, we've come to the end of this uh, um, broadcast. I'm not sure if I'll be able to come this evening. If I, if I can make it this evening, then we're going to come. Then we're going to look into some 
other concept of the gates, amen, that needs to be dealt with. There's several things, several things that we need to talk about. But like I said, we just want to take this thing gradually. All right? We're going to believe God to grant us strength and grace and that ability just to abide and to remain until the will of God is fully established. God is using us to birth something new, something fresh, something glorious for our time, for our day. Continue to pray. Continue to stand in the gap. God bless you. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you, Sister Diony, my dear brother Shane Smith. It's been a while. Nice to have you again. Connect with us. Amen. Let's see. All right. Uh, um, thank you, man of God, uh, Robert Prince. Thank you, sir. God bless you, sir. Amen. God bless you. My brother Ricardo, amen. Thank you for connecting. Family September, thank you. Brother Derek, thank you so much, everyone. All right, thank you guys for connecting this afternoon. I know it's a, it's a very hot day here in Franjuk, but we give thanks to God for his love and his mercy. Amen. Enjoy the rest of the afternoon. God bless you. Bye-bye.